from a secret location in room 100 of 540 Jack Gibbs Boulevard, this is Craft. I'm your host, Doug Dangler. Patty Larkin is renowned for her guitar skills, songwriting, and singing prowess. She's been a staple of the folk urban scene with 13 albums to her credit. She'll be in Columbus with six string concerts on September 17th. More information is available at crafttheshow.com. Welcome to Craft, Patty Larkin. Thank you. Good to be here. Well, when we last talked, you had recently released Still Green. Uh, is there anything new in the pipeline that you're writing since then? What's what's going I, on in Patty's world? Yeah, I started writing an instrumental album that's now morphed back into songs. So um, that's been over the last year and a half or so. I'm I'm kind of getting prepared to record again. So that's that's what I'm looking at. And um, I have a lot of pieces. I just want to put them together. What was the inspiration for instrumental as opposed to having lyrics and singing on the songs? It's something I've wanted to do for, you know, 20 years. And and, um, uh, so I I started working on electric and acoustic pieces and um, it was been really fun to do. And then just got back to the vocals. You know, I, I think that's really my, my, my passion when you really come down to it. So I think what it'll be is, you know, songs with with uh, instrumental interludes. And um, I've also been working on short stories and poetry. So we'll see how that all comes together. It's it's um, uh, it, it's fun to just to set off and, and have a, a general direction. Uh, and then you have to sort of rein it all in by the time if you want to go record something that makes sense. So that's kind of where I am right now, just taking a look at everything. Right. How many, uh, when you talk about, uh, say, instrumental stuff, um, how many day, how many hours a day do you need to practice to keep up for the tricky stuff? Is there a lot, a lot of, <laughs> so <laughs> how, how much is that per day and how, how do you accommodate at all? Well, you know, I think that's actually part of it is that I would write these things and then realize for instrumentals, you really do have to master it. And um, it takes a lot of practice and uh, the writing the, the um, short story type of writing also takes a lot of, more time, for me anyway, than, than songwriting. Because songwriting, you say, oh, look, I have a verse and a chorus and another verse. And all right, I'll go back to that tomorrow. And I, I'm in a good direction. I like this song, you know. But uh, for me, a short story, it just I keep going back and edit and rewrite. And <laughs> it, uh, I spend about three hours a day, but I'm realizing, I, I, I realize I could probably spend about eight, you know. And... and um, and perhaps make you know, more headway, but it's uh, I need at least three or four hours, you know, in the week, in mm-hmm. the day. Okay. When you're working on things like that, what are the things that you still find most challenging? Are there particular techniques uh, for guitar and uh, doing instrumental stuff that you go, oh, there's always that interesting X sort of technique? Um, like for me, hammer-ons are uh, a wonderful. Uh, difficulty. Mm-hmm. I think part of it is uh, I I know some of what's gone before, especially in the acoustic end of things. And um, I've been a fan of Michael Hedges, uh, the late great Michael Hedges, for years and years. And uh, people like John Renborn and Richard Thompson. And um, I, I think that uh, for me, it was trying to do something that was a little bit different uh, and yet in my sort of coming off my my musical style and the electric is more open territory for me i i can get more adventuresome with that but um so i 
you know, I would I work on something like a, a Celtic style and or a blue style, and try to get my own flavor in there. I think that's where the challenge. Is. Uh, and so I I would have the the a general sense of the tune, and then go back and put the embellishments in or put the variations in, so that every verse, if you will, every every A and B section doesn't sound exactly the same, and you try to get something that builds the tune as well. There's one that uh, I'm working on that I'm going to play with uh, my good friend Beppe Gambetta, who's an Italian flat picker, and um, so that's going to be it's going to be really fun, and we'll be able to play that live as well. So um, there might be one more of those as well. But you know, I think I think it's uh, a matter of really concentrating on on just getting it clean. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if if you're doing a song, you can kind of punch a vocal or whatever, but you I really want to be able to play it all the way through the way I want it and and then uh perform it the same way, you know. Okay. Now the last time we talked you had uh, for Still Green gone to a, a remote location to do your writing. Uh have you had the opportunity to go on other retreats like that? Is that something that you're going to make part of your repertoire of writing? I haven't uh had that that time uh space and time I was going to go uh to the Fine Arts Work Center where I taught a lyric workshop uh, a couple weeks ago for a week and they offer faculty the chance to stay on campus um on the shoulder seasons and I was going to do that but I uh I just you know had a family and <laughs> and May is a little busy sometimes so um I would like to do that. I, it's part of it's one of my goals to go back to the shacks, the dune shacks. Um, they have an artist um, sort of lottery that you can win, enter and win a couple weeks out there. Uh, and then there's other other places to go and write that I'm I'm very interested in going to apply to. So um, I think that would be uh, wonderful to to just really have that. Not necessarily eight hours straight because I think you kind of fry out, but do four or five and then take a break and go do another four, you know, come Mm -hmm. back and just kind of keep going back to it and see what comes up. What kind of differences do you notice in the writing that you do when you've got something like uh, the solitude to have two four-hour stretches versus, you know, sort of stitching it into the middle of the day or placing it when you've got time? Do you sit back and go, oh, that's a song that I wrote because I had more time or or something like that? Do you notice those sorts of differences in your writing? Uh, for me, it becomes more um, the ideas come more easily, and and I just write things simultaneously. So I'll be working on two or three pieces at the same time, two or three songs at the same time. Whereas if you have just a couple hours or an hour, that usually you just have time to just go over something you've already been working on, or you might come up with one idea that you then have to tape. I mean, you can definitely do. I have come up with songs in that time period, but. I know when I have longer stretches or when I do it every day religiously, um, you get into, um, I call it, you know, it's like a golf head, <laughs> which I've, I've heard people describe playing golf if you're really into it as something that's almost an addiction and you're just you're so excited to get back out. And and same kind of thing with, with uh, songwriting for me that I'll open up the guitar case or I'll see the guitar and go, okay, here we go. You know, this is really fun. And I, I, I know that when you put the guitar down or you put the put the writing down for a while it's generally it's hard to get back into it it's, mm-hmm. there's a whole layer of um uh songs and sounds that are unattractive 
for want of a better <laughs> word. You know, they just are. Right. They just don't pull you in, you know, and, and they're just, you just have to wade through that. And it, it used to be that it would be maybe a couple weeks, and now it can take, you know, several weeks before I get to what I really want to say or what I really want to sound like. Okay. One final thing I'm curious about is uh, what is the part of playing in front of a crowd that you most enjoy or that really pulls you in? A lot of people talk sort of amorphously about, oh, I love the interaction with the crowd, but I'm always curious about what specifically that might mean for a performer um, to be in front of a crowd like you will be on September 17th with the Six String Concerts. Well, you know, it's... uh I was thinking about it this weekend because I've been playing out a lot this month and, and really enjoying it. Every single time I play uh, in front of an audience, it's, it's always a challenge. I'm always nervous, and then I'm uh, thrilled to be there, <laughs> you know. And I, but I think that my goal is to get to where I go when I'm by myself in my studio, you know. So if I, if I, the thing that intrigues me about the song is the way the vocal hangs on that particular chord and the tension note in that chord that I'm playing, you know, um, or, or my vocal creates a, a, a tension with the note, uh, the notes I'm playing on the chord, you know, and just to, to pause at that little microsecond so that you can hear that in the room. If I can get there with an audience listening, I feel like I'm bringing them, uh, into my, my space and bringing them into, what I um, what I love about playing music, and um, when they're li- actively listening, uh, it it allows you to go there, and and it's um, sort of miraculous, really, uh, that what you ask people to do as listeners, and, and especially if you're playing original music, there's there's a lot of concentration that you're asking for, and um, when a, when a, an entire group does that at the same time, it's um, it's really not just fun. It's it's enlightening, I think. And um, uh, Jane Wagner, in her uh, her Broadway show that Lily Tomlin did, uh, Search for Intelligent Life, the aliens come down and Trudy the Bag Lady is showing them what humans are and what we do, and she's showing them around the world and around New York, and they she brings them to a a performance, a live performance, and. And she said, you know, what did you think of the show? And, and they said they really particularly liked the Goosebump experience. And she said, Goosebump experience? And it turned out they were talking about the audience. They weren't looking at the stage. They spent the entire show watching the audience. <laughs> and uh, that, that's really it. You know, that, it's, a, it's a group experience when it really works. That's the benefit of being a performer. You can watch uh, everybody shiver. Uh, and have that goosebump experience. Or throw pie, you know, on the show. So we'll ask people not to bring pie Please. to the six-string concert. Well, Patty Larkin, thank you very much for talking to me today. I really appreciate hearing about your music and the way that it moves you and uh, changes your life. And we'll look forward to seeing you on September 17th at six-string concerts. Great. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. For more information from my guests, visit www.crafttheshow.com. This is Doug Dangler. Until next time, be creative. Be creative.